garden plan is intended to help us through the whole growing season. But what happens when the growing season's over? What do we do with the harvest? That's what we're going to discuss today, how we can make a garden plan that goes beyond the harvest. Let's get growing. Hello, and welcome to the Pray Just Plant Podcast, a show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Mediate, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, located at the foothills of the beautiful Bighorn Mountains in Wyoming, USA. Our mission here at Red Ridge Farm is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. If that's you, don't let the world hold you back. Pray Just Plant. Welcome to the Pray Just Plant Podcast. I'm Crystal Mediate, your host, and today in episode five of season one, we are going to talk about planning beyond the harvest. And if this is your first time listening to the show, I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. And as always, if you enjoy anything here, please subscribe to the podcast. Let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about garden planning, but we're also it's going to be a little bit different. Let me ask you a question. When you do your garden plan, do you have a garden layout? I'm sure you do. Do you have a list of dates that need to be, that give you an idea of when things need done, like when you're going to start your seeds and when you're going to plant your garden? But do you have a plan for beyond the harvest? When I first began researching garden planning, and I've told this story before. I'm just going to give a little overcap of it here. But if you want to hear the whole story about how I've slowly developed my simple garden plan from a drawing, more like a gar- market gardener, you can check out um, episode one of this season, Garden Planning, How Your Simple Garden Plan May Be Holding You Back. But when I first started doing a garden plan, my garden plan was just a drawing. And then it slowly developed into something that like more like a market gardener where I kept track of more things because that's what a market gardener does. They keep track of when they're going to start seeds. They keep track of when things need weeded. They they have very detailed lists because growing a garden is not just an extra hobby. It's not just I'm going to grow a little extra food for my family, for them. It is a it is their job. It is what they make money from. So they need to have a plan for everything. And in fact, they also have a plan for beyond the harvest. They plan to make sure they have the appropriate amount of vegetables to sell at their farmer's stand, to sell to their customers. They don't want to be going to the farm stand with only three bags of green beans when their customers are standing there and wanting more than that. So they have a plan of exactly how much they want to plant. They also have a plan of when that harvest is going to be reaching their farm stand. So they can start creating this buzz about it saying, hey, next week the green beans are going to be ready. They also have a plan and the the knowledge of when to pick that produce at its peak. They don't want to be selling in inferior product products to their their customers. I personally wouldn't want to buy inferior products from farmers market. So they have a plan for beyond the harvest. I didn't have a plan for beyond the harvest. And in fact, when you look up and research garden planning, nothing really talks about what you do with your produce after you get it to the harvest, what you do after the harvest. You have 
an idea of where you're going to plant that. You know what bed it's going to be. It's going to be in south one, such and such. You know when you're going to be planting them because you look a little bit at your dates and you get started. But beyond that, that's pretty much when you're looking at what garden needs to have, that's all it gives you. So once I really started getting into looking at beyond the harvest, one thing that really caught me caught my eye from the Bible was this quote, the Lord will indeed give what is good and our Lord will yield a harvest. He's ready to give us that harvest and we need to be ready for it. A harvest is our goal when we're planting a garden. It should be the plan we have first, I truly think. And so if we make a garden plan, but don't think about what we're going to do with the produce, what we're going to, how we're going to preserve it, how we're going to take care of it, how we're going to make sure that it stays on our plates throughout the winter, like all the old, old homesteaders used to do. We sell ourselves short. It's something that our garden plan is missing. So I have a story to tell you about how I really discovered that I was this this part of my garden plan was lacking. So I vividly remember when I had an amazing green bean crop. I had green beans coming out of every drawer in my fridge. I had even had every bowl I could find full of green beans. Let me tell you, I probably planted too many green beans that year, but I had a lot of them. But I'm going to tell you also that a lot of those green beans were wasted. A lot of those green beans, which I don't think it was too much of a waste, went to my chickens. And it was because I didn't have a plan. Now, I was very new to food preserving. I didn't realize, you know, when, how quickly I needed to get those green beans preserved so that they would be at their best taste for my, my choice of preserving method. I didn't even know that there was multiple ways of preserving green beans. I mean, I knew there was canned green beans, but I didn't have my mind wrapped around and I wasn't ready to preserve them. I had tons of them, but I wasn't ready to take care of them. And so while those green beans sat in my fridge, I began to do the research. I began to see what I needed to do. I began to, oh, I need lids. Oh, I need jars. Oh, I need a pressure canner thing? Oh my goodness. Or maybe I should freeze them. Or I just found so many, you know, all this information. Decided to go ahead and freeze them because I'll admit, I, back then I was a little scared of a pressure cooker. So I would, I rushed off to the grocery store to get freezer bags so that I could preserve them that way. And, and still, while I'm, remember, while I'm doing this, these green beans are still sitting in my refrigerator. They've already been picked. They've put it, been put in, in bowls and drawers in my refrigerator. They're just sitting there. So I run off to the grocery store, and guess what? The grocery store was out of freezer bags. Why? Because everyone else was also freezing their green beans or freezing some kind of thing some kind of produce from their garden so all I found was two boxes of pint freezer bags and a whole bunch of gallon bags that were way too big but that's all I had so I um I even traveled around to several other stores and I was luckily I found what I did because 
I was not the only gardener out there last minute trying to figure out what we're going to do with our green beans. Plus, about that time, that's probably mid-July, late August, I believe. No, it was July, early August. Well, what happens at the end of August? Guess what? School. And what do people use a lot in their bed in their lunches for their kids? Freezer bags. So I was at a time and it was something that I could have easily prevented if I would have known ahead of time. I would have had a plan ahead of time. I rushed home. I followed the instructions to doing up my green beans and I blanched them and I put a whole bunch of work into getting these green beans put away. And I went through a lot of, I went through my two boxes of the quartz and then I had to use, or the pint size, then I had to use the gallon size. And I got most of them put away, but the a few bags, I would say a few drawers, were um, moldy. So I couldn't preserve those because remember, my green beans had already been picked and were waiting for me to do all the research. They're waiting for me to figure out how what I was going to even do. They're waiting for me to gather the supplies. They're waiting for me, period, because I wasn't ready. They were ready, but I wasn't ready. And as a result, I would say one third of them were thrown away right that right right at that moment. So as the winter went along and things moved forward, I came to the next step of of this this lacking in this plan. I had all these frozen beans. Did I have any recipes to use them? Did I know how to use them? No. So I had so I had no recipes. All the recipes that I'd been using for years used canned green beans. They didn't use frozen green beans like canned green beans from the grocery store. So I had to find new recipes and I had to experiment with them. But when was I going to do that? I was already busy with my schedule. I had young kids. I homeschool. I I just didn't have the time to figure all those things out. So usually um, when I made supper, it was I needed to quickly get it done so we could get to something else. Or I needed to quickly get things done, organized for supper so that we could get something else done on the homestead. Those green beans didn't get used because it was too much work to figure out what was I going to do with them, to figure out recipes for them. Because I already, I just, I was too busy in that time, in that area of my life to do that. And usually, and the truth is, is if I would have, I could have solved this I could have solved this problem that I was having by simply planning for the harvest. Oh, I also forgot to tell you that because I didn't use them up and because I didn't store them in the proper size bags, because remember I told you I found gallon bags, I lost, I would say at least three quarters of those green beans that I got into the freezer through freezer burn because I wasn't, I didn't properly store them. And so... I didn't use what was there. They sat there for too long. All of these things build up on it on themselves. And so I finally decided that, you know what? I simply needed to plan for the har- harvest and beyond when I did have time. Like in the hot summer afternoons when I couldn't work out in the garden anyways. But I had time of relaxation because we weren't doing school and we weren't 
traveling to all these activities. That's when I needed to be making a plan. That's when I needed to look forward to what was I going to do with my green beans when the harvest came. Same with my tomatoes. What was I going to do with them when the harvest came? What was I going to do with all the zucchini besides give them to my neighbors? What was the plan? How was I going to preserve them? How was I going to cook them? If you want to learn more about my garden plan and how I usually do a lot of my garden planning, you can easily check out a garden planning blog series that I have on the blog titled Seeds and More Like a Market Gardener. You can find that at www.redridgefarm.org or you can find the link in the description box. And make sure you check out that whole description box because I have lots of other helpful resources for you there too. So now it's time for the weekly tips and tricks of this episode where I share a few bonus tips and tricks that I use here at Red Ridge Farm. So this week's tip tip is brought to you by DIRT, Finding the Solution to Building Your Soil Health. I wrote this book to help you find the courage to help you understand that you are the only expert your soil needs. So the tip for this week is pruning trees. Right now, at the time of this recording of this episode, we are in the first weeks of March, and this is a perfect time to get out and look and look over your trees before the blossoms begin to swell, before the leaf buds begin to swell, <clears throat> because the juices aren't quite running up into your tree's stems yet, and it's a perfect time to get out there and prune. And make sure that you're looking for branches that are either are going into the plant into the center of the apple tree branches that will be causing a rubbing problem and always remember you do not want to take more than one third of the tree in any given year let's get back to the garden planning how do we can plan beyond the harvest so once I made this plan before I tell you how I did it I want to tell you that once I did it it was a game changer things began to truly get utilized. My fall time was very planned out, which was helpful because I was not only trying to preserve my harvest, I had a plan for exactly what I was going to do. So that plan could be easily put into my already busy plan of starting school because fall is usually when we start our school. Now that I have these plans now for, for, for beyond the harvest, let me tell you, eating tomatoes, tomato sauce, having something in the middle of January to remember summer by is amazing. So here is how you can do the same thing for yourself, how you can plan beyond the harvest. The very first thing is you're going to need, now this is going to be actually in your garden plan. What you can add to your garden plan is your harvest dates paying attention to those harvest dates. And once you know, and you've got to also remember that these harvest dates are estimates, but you need to be, the harvest date is more of like you telling you, okay, now it's time to pay attention to this. Now it's time to make sure that I'm going to pick that vegetable, no matter what it is, green beans, tomatoes, at its peak. So that harvest date gives you a close range of when you should be really starting to watch your 
vegetables so that you can pick them at the perfect time. So that's step number one is to get a harvest date for all the vegetables that you have planted. And that is very easy to do. All you need is your seed packet and calculate from when you planted it on the back of every seed packet has days till harvest and you calculate when that estimated date that that your your produce should be beginning to either bloom, beginning to fruit, your green beans begin to grow, all of those things. And then you need to research in that same tip, you need to research what a healthy mature green bean looks like, what a healthy tomato looks like what does it look like when they are at their peak harvest because that's the best time to pick them and I know personally I've always jumped the gun oh my green beans are ready oh my peas are ready and I start picking them and they're just not quite ready so it's very important so in step number one you're going to be figuring out your harvest date using it as an estimate to start looking for peak so you can start picking the next thing you're going to do before you're even close to that harvest date, is you're going to research how do you want to preserve that produce? Do you want to, like myself, all my tomatoes that I grow, I make salsa, I make spaghetti sauce, and I make pizza sauce, and I make barbecue sauce, and I make ketchup, and I make, I believe that's it. So that's just for my tomatoes. And then with my green beans, there's, you can pickle them, You can pressure can them. You can freeze them. So these are just some examples. So you need to go and look. And I even found out this year that potatoes can be canned, pressure canned, and they are so good. Those young little tiny potatoes, you know, when you harvest your potatoes, you still always get those little tiny ones. Pressure canning them, oh, they're just melt in your mouth. And I I cook them up with a little butter and parsley. And oh, they're just so good. So step number two is figuring out how you're going to preserve them. What are you going to do? And get the supplies. Now that you know how you know what you're, what you're going to do to preserve them, get your supplies ready. Get your jarred lids purchased. Get your jars purchased. If you're going to be doing freezing, get your freezer bags purchased. Get your freezer containers purchased. Get all of that stuff ready. So that's step number two. Then step number three is find recipes to utilize what you're going to can. So just like I was talking about those potatoes, I learned that I could, one, preserve them in the first place. But then, you know, I had to figure out kind of recipes that I would be using. And so I just use the same recipes that you would for the small new potatoes. And that worked out perfectly. I researched on how you could use canned potatoes. And Um, I caught several recipes where you could even use them just like you do mashed potatoes. So those are the main steps. So I'm going to go over them one more time. So step number one is to find and schedule that harvest date and learn when the peak harvest is going to be close to that date. Next is you're going to find different ways to preserve and what, what you feel comfortable with preserving. Like I told you before, in the beginning, I did not feel comfortable using a a pressure canner but everything doesn't have to be pressure canned if you do it in other ways if you find some other things so like tomatoes don't have to be pressure canned anything with high acidity doesn't have to be pressure canned but you will find those things out when you do the research of how you're going to preserve that harvest and then the next thing is find recipes 
to that will utilize how you preserved. So you're going to find recipes on on using frozen green beans. If you choose to pressure can your green beans, you're going to find recipes on how to use canned beans. If you choose to pickle your green beans, that's another way you can preserve them. And you don't even have to do the you can do that in a, a water bath. Find recipes to utilize those pickled green beans. So those are your three steps. I have been writing a blog series over the past few months. About every month, I come out with a new blog post titled Planning Beyond the Harvest with and something else. So I have, um, I believe, Planning Behind the Harvest with kale. I have Planning Beyond the Harvest with snow peas. I have Planning Behind the Harvest with potatoes. I have two Planning Behind the Harvest with tomatoes, one for eating fresh and one for preserving. And so you can find all of those, and I, I have some coming up, that every month that I will be doing one of these blogs post series, is, and it walks you through those steps for each of the vegetables it talks about. They talk about how you um, calculate your harvest dates. They talk about when is the best time to pick. It gives you advice on when you should be picking your green beans, when you should be picking your potatoes. It gives you ideas of how you can preserve it and it also gives you a couple recipes so if you want to learn more about planning about planning for beyond the harvest then you want to definitely check out those blog post series that blog post series and I will link it in the description box also in the description box you will find the link to the show notes of this episode where I not only just give you a few resources, I break down exactly what we talked about here, share with you the other blog posts that I wrote, avoiding this number one planning garden planning mistake that walks you through the exact steps of how to plan for beyond the harvest. Now I want to thank you guys for joining me today. Please join the Red Ridge Farm fellow growers and subscribe to our Prages Plant Podcast. So that brings us to the end of this episode, and I want to thank you for joining the journey, Prages Plant.